there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome. No, Luke. Salty. Salty. <coughs> Welcome. No, it's my job. Can... <laughs> a little japes for the last show of the year. Right. Shh. Shh. Hush now. Quiet time, please. Thank you. What? Well, the... <laughs> <laughs> got him. <laughs> Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. My name is Salty. My name's Cam. Can we not do leaning into the microphones? <laughs> What's wrong with it? What's wrong with us leaning right into these mics, Robbo? We got new microphones that have a really good proximity effect thing. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be like this the whole episode. Don't do this. People, <laughs> people have to listen and enjoy at a comfortable level. Today we're talking about spooky ghosts. What's the problem? Do you reckon they're going to be too horned up? From from the ASMR effect, not anymore. We're be <laughs> not, not after you've said that phrase. <laughs> too, too many tingles in the old gonads. Just before we start, thanks to all of our supporters on Patreon, especially our cooked thirty three dollars sponsor Tammy. Thanks, Tammy. Thank you, and thanks everyone for your support over the year. It's been good. Uh, we're talking about ghosts. We're talking about specifically ghosts from this wide red land. Red brown. Uh, red. Yeah. Classically red. Yeah. yeah. Famously red. Red Earth. All right. The great southern land. Yeah. Australia. Hooroo is what we'd say at the end of this. Yeah. Crikey Moses. Bloody watching lightning crack over cane fields. Yep. yep. Uh, bushfires. Yep. Yep. Earth thing. Girt by sea. Girt all around. Yeah. By sea. We're talking about ghosts in Australia. Aussie ghosts. Welcome to the Aussie Ghost Hour. Spooky. <laughs> we found like. Oh, Robbo, you've only gone and nailed us, haven't you? You've yeah. skewered us. Got uh, so we've just got a collection of ghost stories from around Australia. Yeah. Who wants to start? Do we want to do Juni? Because that's the most haunted house in Australia. Yeah, the most haunted private residence in Australia. Yeah, technicality. Yeah, the, I feel like at the old uh, Juni haunted house they're very fond of technicalities do we need to first explain to our listeners what a ghost is uh 
No. So ghosts include poltergeists, as we established. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, because I asked in the in their group chat if poltergeists counted. Because you thought you you were going to get tripped up. Well, no, it's just like, hey, I know you said ghosts specifically. Yeah. Poltergeists seem to obviously are, but also not in their own way. Well, it's I'll just double check. Just because you're worried, or what if it's just yeah, you know, lady energy? Yeah. Nah, it's there's something spectral going on as well. It's just oh. seizing on the lady energy. What idiot called it poltergeists and not puberty booze? <laughs> that's a good Australian ghost uh, joke. Yeah, that's a great Australian ghost joke. So, I guess what we what we're meaning more than say specifically ghosts is hauntings, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, did you, uh, Salty, I know Cam and I both have the Monte Cristo residence in June. Did you have any of this gear? No. All right. Well, let's, you want to hear it? Learn all about it. Yeah, tell about me the, about it. The Monte Cristo homestead, uh, built by Christopher William Crawley and his wife, Elizabeth Lydia Crawley, in the year 1884. They were a fun couple. I don't know if fun's the right word, but can't explain them why. Well, I don't know. They were weird, right? They were the hard taskmasters. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Crawley might have been partially indigenous. Okay. Did you come across this? I didn't come across that. This uh, was, I don't know what this was based on. This might have been just someone trying to explain why she was sort of shunned uh, by the town that they lived in. I don't know if it was based on any particular knowledge besides that or if it was just trying to fill in the gaps mm. of why she was such a shunnable person. Mm. Um, Mr. Crawley died 1910, aged 69. Hey. Hey, sex number. Yeah, sex number. Uh, he had a carbuncle on his neck that became infected by his starched collars. Oh, I his collars were too starched. His collars were too starched, led to infections and then to heart failure. Jesus. What a way to go. But, I mean, that's how you know a bloke's, like, a pretty strict and straight arrow. Starchy collar. If yeah. he's dying from how starched his collars are. Just yeah. let your collar be a soft, bit softer. When you say he's a straight arrow, because mm. I don't think that's true. Right. I don't mean straight isn't sexually straight. I mean, it's just like. He you're in 69 with anyone, right? <laughs> yeah, I know that. 69, just because he died at that age, doesn't mean that <laughs> played a part in his death. <laughs> um, so part of his story is he was quite. But don't most people on their 69th birthday would be like, well, you know, 69th birthday. I know usually on my birthday, but <laughs> how about something different? Um, Fidelity, he was. He was mucking around. Yeah. Rumoured to have 10 children with 10 maids. Oh, 10 wow. children to various maids. And he already had he had seven children with uh, Elizabeth. Mm. Well, seven children that made it to adulthood. Yeah. At least one of them died falling down the stairs. Yeah. Or were they? Well, some pusher? people say she was pushed. Yeah. Or some people say she was, like, pushed by a maid mm. who was angry or, you know, jealous or something. Mm. Some people say maybe she was pushed by... The ghost of a maid. Oh. So there is the ghost of at least one maid uh, said to be there who she jumped off the balcony and died. Mm. She was pregnant at the time. Um, They're not sure if she jumped or old man Crawley gave her a shove Mm. because she was pregnant with his his baby. And she's like, well, turn around, it's fair play. Yeah. I'm going to start pushing you lot. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe she got pushed by the ghost. Maybe she tripped over the ghost baby. Uh, well, I don't know which one came first. 
the ghost baby or the ghost maid. So after... What? <laughs> Don't worry. After Crawley died... Uh, oh, he did some other nasty things. He did that? some other nasty stuff. So, But I'm not sure how much of this was... So a stable boy died from injuries in a fire? Yeah, he died because Mr. Crawley... Set him on fire. Set him on fire. Because <laughs> <laughs> he said he was too sick to work because he was sick. So old man Crawley got out there and lit his mattress on fire in the stables. <laughs> and he burnt to death. <laughs> to be fair, it's a test. <laughs> yeah. It's like... If you were if you were just faking, he'd get up. Um, yeah, <laughs> turns out he was actually sick and dead. <laughs> um, there was a servant quarters that had another child chained up um, well into adulthood. Um, I think when he was thirty, he was found crawled up at the feet of his dead mother, mm. still chained up. Yeah, for either thirty or forty years, he was chained up in there. Yeah, um, and then then as soon as he. They found him and like, because there's always rumours about a, a kid that lived in these quarters and would hiss and stuff, and people would, I think, allegedly would go up and see it. And I, it turns out there was, yeah, someone chained up there. Are they going up and seeing it and being like, "Oh, yeah, that's fine." Well, I don't know. That, let's that is, ju- let's check. We'll see how we how we feel about it in another ten years. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then that the, the child turned adult, ended up in a mental institution, and died pretty quickly. Yeah. I think probably someone just killed him or he killed himself. Mm. Uh, so it's pretty grim. Mm. It's like a, oh, and then that same shed, someone went up and shot themselves in the, the head there. Mm. Um, I can't remember who that was, but uh, again, grim. There was also there was stuff that happened there like well after the Crawleys were gone. Mm. So Mrs. Crawley died 23 years later, so 1933. Uh, she only left the house twice after her husband died. And then it got sort of passed around between different caretakers for a while until it was bought in uh, like the late 60s. But it, like one of the caretakers was murdered at the house in 1961 and there were lots of other strange goings on. Well, not a nice house. No. It's got a quite a nice ground. So I've seen some footage of the ground and the homestead. Mm-hmm. So they do ghost tours there. You can stay the night there. Um, on the back of one of the doors, which is really kind of hacky for all the gross things that have happened there, mm. the back of one of the doors is like fake blood and it's like help me or help and then like two bloodstained hands going down. <laughs> uh, I don't think you need to add that in. Mm. <laughs> um, but I did kind of find it jarring. I was reading about it um, in this book about ghosts the other day and I, I pictured this like ancient homestead in England and then they, I saw the footage of it I'm like, oh, right, Australia's only been around for like 100 years. Yeah. It's not that old. <laughs> it looks like it was just kind of built. Yeah, it looks like just like a nice house in the country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've read some TripAdvisor reviews over the place. That's where you find the real information about ghosts. Let's go. <laughs> uh, there are a few positive ones. Some some ghost hunters said we saw, we've seen orbs while we were there. Classic. Uh, there were a few people who said that... Uh, the two-and-a-half-hour tour was a little bit long. Yeah. They said that could have been an hour and a half instead of two-and-a-half hours. I've done a ghost tour before and it was too long. Yeah. Uh, if you're doing a ghost tour, maybe review it, edit out maybe 30%. Uh, how long How long makes a good ghost tour, you reckon? 45 minutes. Yeah. It's like At one place or multiple locations? Depends how much you're moving, but I think 45 minutes is about right. I did read another account of the Melbourne Jail ghost tour mm. um, in this book about ghosts, and they were just like, it was too goddamn long. Okay. Like the whole, like they were like, oh, really interesting, all these lots of these kind of spooky things. 
too goddamn long. Yeah, yeah if there's no ghosts. And these are people writing a book scary. about ghosts and ghost tours. Yeah. And they're like, that's a terrible ghost tour. Uh, some people, there was a few compliments about the Dole Museum mm. that they have. Which could I suggest that if you have the most haunted private residence in the Southern Hemisphere, mm. you don't build a doll museum. Yeah. It's like we've got all of these ghosts walking around. Don't give them all of these creepy porcelain vessels to possess. Yeah. Thanks. I guess in for a penny and for a pound. Yeah. Uh, but then I did. Um, I jumped onto the uh, the one star reviews. Ooh, that's where it gets good. Yeah. I'm a psychic slash medium, and this place is not haunted. Oh. It's weird to me that psychic slash mediums use TripAdvisor to review their spooky experiences. <laughs> uh, this place had no spirits or entities connected to the property at all. Mm. The only spirits that I sensed were the spirits of the departed loved ones of the guests who were visiting on the day. Right. So they did detect a lot of ghosts there. Just the ones hanging around the regular jack-offs yeah. that are there to see the other fake ghosts. This That's weird. The anyway. place is just another scam and insulting to legitimate hauntings. It looks like a typical horror movie haunted house. And that's probably why stories were made up about hauntings. The house is not haunted and whoever says it is is lying to you. Um, but it doesn't look like a typical haunted house from the outside, though. No. It looks like a nice homestead. Yeah. A nice Australian. I'm sure someone has a name for that era of Australian architecture. So as for the people who have been lying to you, there's a bunch of, like, dumb morning TV videos of uh, – Dodgy morning TV reporters going out there, like The Circle. Mm, I didn't uh, see that. Yeah. Where Yumi Steins came to grief with Ben Robert Smith, yeah. since vindicated. I mean, she wasn't, yeah, anyway, it's a whole different story. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's that's my thing. Yeah. Um, I know you've got a whole thing about that. Yeah. They've been on Getaway in like the 90s. Oh, yeah. I watched some Getaway when I was uh, working at my old job, um, for the old job. Mm-hmm. And who was the guy, the blonde guy? That was on Getaway a lot. David Getaway. Oh, fuck. All right, no, who cares? I think. Anyway, he he did this bit where he dressed up like an old person and did like an extreme, you know, like guiding extreme ropes course or something and was kind of just being a lame, like, oh, I'm not very good at this and I'm kind of testing to see how they handled an old person. And then at the end he like pulled off his mask and he's like, ah, it was me all along. And everyone's just like, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, total disappointment and disgust. We arrived with excitement and fun on our mind. Wrong. We paid $125 for a cold ordinary meal in a dirty, shabby old back room. Lectures and more lectures on don't touch this, don't that, etc. Taken across to listen to a video told don't move. Cameras and Lawrence are watching. Six people in our group of five told to sit at one table, the other to sit over on another table. <laughs> Sucked in. Treated like children, herded like sheep. I've never written a complaint before, but felt this was so very bad I don't want anyone else getting ripped off like our group was. We heard more about Lawrence and his family woes than anything about the house. Mm. So, yeah, Lawrence is one of the owners. Mm. And there's like a – I think he might be the son. There's like an old man and his wife that run it now. Um, what's, did you get the overall rating for this? Like, are they more positive than negative or vice versa? Uh, there was a bunch of positive ones. Because the thing is, the TripAdvisor is people rating the both the overnight stay, which is uh, was $400 for dinner, bed and breakfast. Way too expensive for what we got, according to a paranormal investigator from California. Mm. Uh, but I think you could also just get the dinner for like 125 bucks, or you can just visit it 
and do the tour for nine bucks. Right. So there's you 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 you're a jive sucker. A lot of the positive reviews are from the people who've done the nine dollars thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm a paranormal investigator living in California. I visited the homestead about six years ago by myself and had such a positive experience. I wanted to bring my husband this time. He's not interested in anything paranormal, but we still had to pay for the ghost tour for him, which he did not go on. Uh, then they describe. Sorry, what? All the watery veggies and how there were no potatoes in their dinner. So hang on, did they? Because they stayed the night here to pay for the ghost. Yeah, it's included in the included overall. Thing. Oh, okay, yes. that makes sense. Yeah. They're like, oh, instead of. Four hundred dollars for the night because my husband's not doing the thing. Can we just pay three hundred and ninety-one? Yeah, it's way too much for that. Like I saw photos of the accommodation; it's not nice. Mm. You don't pay four hundred bucks for that. Uh, skipping the lengthy description of their watery and rubbery chicken, uh, they do not welcome paranormal people and were making fun of a couple who hosts a radio show who had visited there. You are no longer allowed to investigate the carriage shed out the back at night because people were, quote, taking pictures of dust orbs and thinking they had photos of hundreds of ghosts. Oh, I saw some photos of dust orbs. Those were Lawrence's words. He did not stop talking the whole tour, hardly pausing for breath. It was very annoying. Don't bother going if you're a serious paranormal investigator. So I saw a lot of photos of orbs in my research for this one. Um, It's just dust motes lit up by flash. It's like a super dusty... Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Because it's an old, old house. Uh, my final review, absolutely infested by bees. <laughs> uh, we arrived on a bright, warm day. Came for the booze, got bees. Yeah. I was so enthusiastic and really looking forward to my visit. After paying $12 each, we strolled through the gift shop, which curiously sold everything from teacups to a diabetic blood sugar monitor, brackets true story. Ha! <laughs> When we decided to venture to the house, the owner, Red, showed us three ghost photos. So is he showing orbs? While mumbling a well-rehearsed 25-second monologue before ushering us on our way, we had no clue what to look for, where to go or why, or the historicals and convince of anything whatsoever. And as there are no plaques inside the home, fair enough, they live there, you are truly on your own. As soon as we walked a few metres onto the property, we heard it. An unmistakable reverberating white noise that could only be produced by thousands of bees. As we walked to the front door, there was the first of five bee colonies that I observed during my short stay. In fact, it was so large it took my breath away. I said to my friend, oh gosh, Hannah, look out. There are a lot of bees there. No, friend's name's Hannah. I didn't know there was a Hannah... Hannah in this mix? Hannah might have been allergic. We Mm. wandered the property, had a few spooky laughs and followed the arrow signs. So there are signs. And they had a few spooky loves. Yeah. Like, we followed the arrow signs aimlessly, pointing us in the direction of who knows what. Well, they're pointing in the direction of different parts of the thing. There were bees inside the house, bees outside of the house, bees crawling up the curtains, and dead bees in every crevice imaginable. (laughs) The layout was a bit disorienting, as you were not provided with any map or papers explaining anything. Here is where the problem occurred. I feel like we're already in the problem. Yeah, Yeah, the bees are the problem. (laughs) As usual, we followed an arrow sign towards the building and smack, walked directly into a massively infested area of a bee's nest. (laughs) We didn't realise we were in trouble until it was too late. Bees flew into my hair and I was repetitively stung on my head, which later swelled. (laughs) We went to find Reg, who became immediately defensive, his attitude shifting on a dime. He offered no first aid, no condolences, no empathy, and swore he'd instruct us to avoid that area. He then told me, and I quote, 
I'm allergic to bees. So how do you think I feel? I live here. <laughs> Rich, you thought your bee problem. <laughs> he then told me, just lick my finger and hold it on the wound. We were then shuffled out to the parking lot and not spoken to again. The end. You know what this property needs to do? Get, out it, bees. get in a bee expert. Yeah. Establish a couple of hives up the back of the property. Ghost honey. Fucking ghost honey. Yeah. I, it's a home run bloody seller. Right. Get rid of your diabetes kit because that does, they're right. That makes no sense. Yeah. Get in a bee kit. Yeah. Unless they've got too many diabetics just overdosing on honey. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Keep the diabetic kit for when you expand into the honey business. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to go. Yeah. I don't want to spend $400. No, I, $9 not, ghost tour. I, yeah. might, I might go the $9 version. Yeah. Where is this place again? Juni, New, New South, South Wales. Wales. Uh, that's a fun one. Hmm. Do you guys want to hear about the Humpty Doo poltergeist? Yes. Uh, yeah. So April 1998. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hypercolor. <laughs> had fallen out of vogue. All right. <laughs> at least five years before. Um, Wait, I can't remember what how that argument goes. Hypercolor t-shirts were in the 90s, right? Yeah. yeah. But we, we think they were in the 80s. Cam keeps on saying the 80s. Right. <laughs> um, so there's, there's people, like four or five people living in a, a share house in Humpty Doo and they claim that one night they were just cracking a few coldies, enjoying the um, storm yep. that they were looking. So relevant to what you said earlier. Yep. Cattle over the, over the cane. The cane cane yep. I don't know if there's any cane fields, but... Was there cattle? Don't think so. But I mean, over the yonder, I'm sure. Yeah. It would have been. Anyway, um, and then they just started getting pelted by gravel. Yeah. And they're like, what the hell? And so like, who's, oh, who's, the rains are here. Who's, who's pelting us with gravel? And then they're like, oh, well, it's no one, like, no one's owning up. We're still getting pelted. Let's, let's bugger inside. Yeah. Went inside, just kept on getting pelted. With gravel inside. Gravel inside. Where from? No one's nose. Yeah. No one's nose. <laughs> it's not, not anyone's nose, not anyone's hands. Someone's nose. <laughs> Um, so then from there, they basically then started sort of claiming that they were getting pelted by other things, bullets, small pieces of glass. Uh, bullets at slow velocity, I guess. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. like just appear and like drop. Right. Uh, I think there were batteries, um, knives. Wait, were they batteries that they had in the house? Don't know. Because that would be like, it would be annoying to be pelted. Yeah. yeah. But also it'd be like, oh, we're saving our batteries. That's <laughs> fair. And it'd bullets. Be, it'd be annoying if it was like they're roasting hot rechargeable batteries that were over in the wall just <laughs> before. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, they got in a couple they got in a couple of <laughs> They got in a couple of priests. Uh to be like What type? Um the first yeah. one first I got the parish priest, um, Father Tom English. Uh, no, sorry. It was another priest. I can't remember the first priest they got, but there was a, when he went, there was a um, a knife on the like a steak knife on the microwave, mm. and he's like, oh, "Yep, just a normal knife. Time for me to walk away." Yep. As he turned, yeah, the knife shot out at him, and he turned back in time to see it just stop before it got his chest to his chest Whoa. and drop on the ground. Can I just briefly go back to the previous homestead? Yeah. Uh, I did read an article where some they were talking about the Aboriginal theory about Mrs. Crawley. And a reporter suggested to Reg, the owner of the thing, why don't you get some, like, Indigenous elders in to smoke the place out? Mm. Anyway, maybe send her on her way. He's like, ah, oh, nah, she seems happy. That would have bloody help with the bees as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, the story that I read um, was an excerpt from a book, um, Weird Territory, The Humpty Doo Poltergeist, 
NT. Uh, oh no, so that was the name of the chapter. I can't remember the name of the book. Anyway, weird territory. That's the name of the chapter about okay. the thing. Yeah, um, there's two territories to choose from, yeah. and one of them's clearly the weirder one by a country mile. Because um, of all the uh, bloody pollies. Hey! Shake like a ding-dong. Um, anyway, so in, the, in this excerpt from the book, they, they call the poltergeist a polt. They've shortened it. So uh, <laughs> after the first priest didn't have any luck and almost got knifed in the chest, yeah. next to try popping the polt... Fuck hell. I don't was like the parish priest father Tommy English? Uh, he had no luck. Uh, so you know what happens when you get a priest in, he doesn't work. Next priest can't pop that pulp. Grease that geist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get in Channel Seven today tonight. Yeah. Yep. Or more specifically, Channel Seven today tonight give you five thousand dollars for the story. Yeah. Uh, and I think they run multiple stories on this, and I, I could only find one short snippet. The but they got a film crew up there. A bit of money. Um, they got a film crew up there and the only segment that I actually saw that's only available on YouTube is two minutes of um, uh, infrared camera and they got the infrared camera expert um, and so what they do every time something lands they film it with the infrared camera and see what it looks like see if there's any fingerprints on it because mm-hmm. um, like a human hand would warm it up if a human hand threw it yeah of course it's sound logic yeah, yeah. except they were batteries so they were bright white <laughs> the charger um, was glowing was- hot so they showed a, a piece of glass that had landed um, and they, they took it and it's just all red, all hot. Oh. No fingerprints. Same with a bullet that just appeared. And no one else in the house, yeah. only the cameraman. And then they showed the footage and you could kind of see a grainy bullet just drop down. Yeah. Um, also in the footage, uh, I should add, behind everyone and almost in every scene were ceiling fans. Yeah. Ceiling fans everywhere in this fucking house. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> but they like to keep cool up in the territory. Yeah, they like to keep cool up in the territory. Um, I read a skeptics newsletter from, because these skeptics wanted to go along and investigate, and like Channel Seven said, "Nah, you can't come with us." Um, they said we would look at all the top of all the fans. We feel like if you put a bit of tape and then you know a flimsy bit of tape and then an object, because all these objects are about the same size as well. Yeah, um, and then just turn the fan up a little bit higher. Eventually, it's just going to fly off. Yeah. Uh, Channel 7 ended up catching one of the ladies, Kirsty, uh, throwing an object <laughs> on camera. Um, but the Poltergeist book uh, was very unhappy about this. Um, Channel 7's Today Tonight, one of the country's least ethical tabloid, tabloid television shows, uh, used the story to great advantage, achieving very high ratings. Finally, to the horror, to, horror of the hauntess and to the dismay of their own cameraman, the program's sceptical city-based producers, those city types, yeah. <laughs> Uh, having owned the story for a week, decided to scuttle it. Using a doctored video with misleading voiceovers, they attempted to prove they had caught Kirsty in the act of throwing an object. The Polt story, the declared, was over. Uh, I like that today, tonight's one of the least ethical tabloid TV programs in Australia. Yep. Just for overseas listeners, there are two. Yeah, tabloid TV <laughs> programs, and they're equally unethical. Yeah. <laughs> they quite often just spend weeks investigating each other. Yeah, <laughs> um, the, it gets interesting. Uh, they assumed the assailants were black teenagers. This oh. is still an expert excerpt from the book. Um, due to Andrew, who was one of the people in the house, Andrew's unconcealed anti-Aboriginal views. Oh. Uh, they never so much to glimpse them. Later, when he and Kirsty worked at a construction camp, coffee cups and other objects went missing in odd circumstances. Everyone seemed to agree the great Humpty Doo weirdness began only when they moved in. Having been told 
by a learned friend that and that Aboriginal clever men or sorcerers had sometimes plagued their enemy with showers of stones. We wondered if Andrew and Kirsty had been cursed in that manner. An incident that, occur- that occurred a few days before he arrived seemed to hint that was such the case. Kirsty at home alone noticed two very dark, inverted commas, bush Aborigines <laughs> uh, digging a hole next to the house, which is 70 metres from the road. When challenged, they walked silently away. Leaves had been cleared in a six by two foot patch around the deep foot hole, uh, foot deep hole, sorry. After that mysterious visit, all pulp activity ceased for four days, the longest break they had had. This was reprinted in the uh, NT News, yeah. like in 2015 and maybe again in 2018. It's super racist. <laughs> like, what the hell? It's like the most racist passage of haunting stuff I've ever read. Well, that's what you get. If you cross the bush people. Yeah. yeah. It's like the, their first assumption was, oh, yeah, clearly because Andrew was just super racist. Yeah, so, he, someone's getting revenge. He would have he would have vexed somebody. Yeah. Um, if you're going to vex, you're going to get hexed. It's the rhyme, classic rhyme. They also... Um, well, because how old are these people otherwise? I think they're early they're not, 30s maybe. Yeah, they're not on the cusp of womanhood. Uh, no. So there's only one explanation for it. Um, they also got evicted uh, right. soon after because... They'd turn their house into a freak show of stones. Yeah. Um, after the the landlord had seen it on the news, and he's like, uh, uh, <laughs> "I don't, don't feel really comfortable with him being my tenant no, anymore." This is not good for the fans. Um, but uh, the you're the, unbalancing them. <laughs> they um, weren't responsible for any damage because it was the result of a para- paranormal entity. So they weren't actually who's they got. They got their bond back. Who's deciding this? I, I didn't copy it. Northern properly. Territory Bond Authority. I think so yeah, <laughs> that seems very casual. <laughs> yeah, can I can I contact my real estate and go? Hey, can I have my bond back? All the stains on the carpet are from a ghost. Look at a poltergeist situation. Did you? <laughs> How'd you go? Did you get? I'm your still bond? waiting. Now. Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna email it today. Was all right now. In the in the comments, um, someone says they were actually cursed by local. This is from a YouTube video that I watched. Yep. Uh, cursed by local indigenous people because they were racist. I remember reading a lot about the story when it first came out, and one investigator saw indigenous people burying bones near their home. Uh, and the next one comment: To curse people, you don't need to bury bones. There's many ways that don't involve being present. And from what I know, families only call on spirits for revenge type situations. So when they spotted them with the hole, mm. is that when they were digging the bones up? Bones were never really mentioned until they just assumed that that was what they were doing. Mm. There's no, like, bones mentioned other than that. Yeah. Um, these guys had a, a friend die in a car crash uh, a couple of months before, mm-hmm. and there was words being spelled out in Scrabble tiles that allegedly said, fire, help, skin, car, and Troy. His name was Troy. Oh, you um, can't play that on Scrabble. But then they were like, uh, they knew it wasn't him because he was evil, so they used to like yell around, yell out like, fuck off, you're not Troy. Fuck off. Yeah. Also, uh, it's not, you, you can't play that word. It's a, it's a proper noun. Troy? Yeah. Oh, you can do proper nouns now. They're bloody, they've. No, but not back then. No, not back. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, it wasn't on a Scrabble board. They oh. weren't playing a mystical game of Scrabble with this. Well, did they just have Scrabble tiles out? Or are we talking about like Scrabble fridge magnets? Don't know. But by all accounts, mm. and I don't want to, I guess, assume things. By all accounts or by some accounts? By, I mean, all the accounts that I've read of these people. Yeah. I don't feel like they're super into Scrabble. No. Um, 
drinking beers, doing racism. Yeah. Seems to be about what they're into. And then getting haunted. And getting haunted. That's the true blue Aussie experience. Yep. Uh, so yeah, it's the Humpty Doo. Humpty Doo poltergeist. Uh, disappointed all the all the segments from today tonight seem to be purged from the internet. Um, I don't know. Mm. If anyone out there has got them or knows where we can find them, yeah. love to bloody watch them. Uh, the reason I, I got onto this one, the book that I was reading um, about UFOs recently mentioned famous hoaxes in Australia and they're like, hey, yeah, the old Humpty Doo hoax. And I looked it up and most people still think it's real. Real. Even though it's clearly yeah. the fans. Yeah. 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 You go in there and there's so many fans on there like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you have to have it on full blast just to get it to bounce out <laughs> and not feel like it's going to drop on your head. Salty, I believe you've got a couple of hauntings for us. Yeah. So, ghost. have you guys heard of a lady by the name of Kitty White? No. No. So, Kitty White is believed to be haunting the beach of Brighton in South Australia, in Adelaide. It's uh, been reported that people have seen a young lady running along the, the shore there and along the pier, mm-hmm. dressed in like 1920s swimwear, like old-timey swimwear. People see her running up and down the beach, and then they see her running up and down the pier, gets to the end of the pier, dives off into the water, mm-hmm. never comes back. Oh. Do you know much about this pier? Is it a, is it a place where people jump off? All right. Yeah. No, I don't know. Okay. Not sure. I'm assuming most piers, people go jetty jumping. It's the point of a pier if you can't jump off. That's it. Even if it says don't jump, <laughs> makes people want to do it even more. Yeah. Um, so, does it say don't jump on this one? I don't know. Is that why she's not coming back? Because all of these women are breaking <laughs> their neck? No. So, they, um, yeah, they watch her jump off the, and then just disappear. Why are they watching? The why is no one intervening? Because you see someone jumping off a pier. You don't oh, want to stop Don't them. jump off the pier, love. People probably do it all the time. Yeah. It's the thing people do. As right. we said, piers are. It'd be more likely they'd be like, hey, why are you wearing that 1920s vintage swimsuit? Yeah. What's with the garb? Yeah. yeah. What's with the flapper garb? Yeah. Mm. Show us your ankles. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, Kitty White was the first shark attack victim in South Australia. Mm-hmm. First person to be killed by a shark. Probably not, but the yeah. first one that was like reported on. Is she being spotted in 1920s swimwear or 1920s like lady wear? Swimwear. Right. Okay. Mm. That's fine. Um, so she was killed by a shark in 1926 at Brighton Beach in South Australia. Oh, that's an appropriate year for the swimwear. 20 swimwear? Yeah. Yeah, right. 1926, bang on. Yeah. Well, close, close, almost bang on, but yeah, in the vicinity. Yeah. Especially if, you know, once the decade's really gone and going by 1926. Yeah. Yeah. What? So there's, there's not a whole lot of stuff to the ghosty part of this one, but I was just really enthralled when I got into reading like the reports on what happened to her because 1920s newspapers were just epic. Mm. So I, I put a couple of uh, 
segments from the article in the twenty in twenty six about her being killed by a shark. Mm. Just because I thought, like, I was reading, it, I was going, "Man, you would not read this in a newspaper anymore." So let me read this. Bit of a content warning. It gets a bit, uh, bit uh, gruesome. Gruesome. Mm. So <laughs> here we go. Divesting. This is the write up on what happened that day, mm-hmm. leading up to her death. Divesting herself of her wrapper and clothed only in her bathers, Mrs. White entered the water close to the jetty yep, on the north that. side and started to started to swim seawards. She was only in about seven feet of water when she was suddenly heard to scream and call out what sounded like, A shark! A shark! Mr. Harry Southcott, a billiard saloon proprietor, mm-hmm who recently retired from the occupation of a fisherman Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to which he had devoted many years Mm. and who now resides in Jetty Road, Brighton, chanced to be on the jetty. Attracted by the scream, he ran to the side of the jetty. Scream. And and saw Mrs. White struggling in the water, which was almost immediately discolored with blood. Strange to say, Mr. Southcote did not see the shark as he approached Mrs. White from which it is assumed that the cowardly brute made off as the boat neared her, doubtless being frightened by the paddles. <laughs> That's some cowardice, though. Yeah, jeez. A little paddle. Armed with rifles, he and Mr. Grigg, a local shopkeeper, waited for some time in the hope of getting a shot at the brute, but it failed to rise to the surface. Subsequently, Mr. Southcote went to Glenelg in the hope of borrowing a shark hook from one of the fishing cutters. So they, they got her out. They got her out of the water, wrapped her up in a blanket, yeah. took her to the hospital. And then went back and tried to hunt her. Tried to hunt the shark. Doctor, on Dr. Yeatman examining Mrs. White, he found that she was beyond human aid. She had evidently first been first seized by the left ankle as there was teeth marks on each side of it. Then the brute, apparent, uh, <laughs> then the brute apparently snapped at her body as there was a gaping wound from the thigh to the buttock which tore away the flesh from the bone and severed the femoral artery, the muscles, and adjacent blood vessels. Death, of course, was due to hemorrhage and shock, and it was evident that the unfortunate lady must have died practically at the moment she was rescued. Right. That is a bit more detail than you get these days. Can you imagine reading that in a newspaper? I don't... There's so much more news today than there was in 1926. They have to pat it out. out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was news they just didn't know about it. Then. They didn't have the internet. There's more news in 2019. There's Bitcoin and stuff. There's lots going on. <laughs> but yeah, so she uh, she apparently runs up and down the beach, jumping in the water and fro- frolicking. Yeah, Stop okay. jumping in the water. That's what got you killed in the first yeah. place. Yeah, but maybe she's doomed to relive the events over and over again. Yeah. She's stuck in a cycle was- until someone sets her free, a la Quantum Leap. Oh, this is probably, not- you're onto something. Yeah, just exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, there was also other reports of her... People were like, she ran to the end of the... This is back in 26 when she died. Other eyewitnesses said that they saw her jump from the pier directly into the mouth of a shark. <laughs> right. like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> ah. Yeah. But that was, just, that was just an essential one. The main thing that I've got to talk about mm. is the South Australian town of Kapunda, which is just outside of Adelaide, a little ways. Uh, it's the most haunted town in Australia. I see. I've heard a couple of claims about this, but carry on. Nah. Can I just say before you start one, this one place? Can I say before you start on this? Yeah, South Australia has for many years had a successful tourism advertising campaign 
revolving around how creepy South Australia is. Mm. Like they do lots of ethereal Nick Cave murder ballad. Red right hand. That yeah, song. Ads. We we went and saw a film last night at Salty and they had an ad for South Australia tourism beforehand. It was the fucking lamest thing ever. It was like the old blokes. It was old old men. Have you not seen any of these ads before? No. Huh. And playing uh, the boys are back in town. And uh Go on. They were just walking around shitty things in Adelaide while the boys back in town played. And then they, at one point they felt a bit of sadness. So it was almost like the old ads because they were thinking about the other boys who weren't back in town. But I don't think they were dead. I think they were just in other capital cities. No. I, I think you have to have seen the first ad to get it. All right. What's the first ad? In the first ad, there's this old bloke going around to places in Adelaide, like looking at nice churches and the wineries and having a, a blast. And he, mm. But he's really sad. And at the end it says... Don't feel sad for old mate. It's his own fault he didn't come to Adelaide sooner. Ah. So he's like, he's upset because he's like 70. Yeah. And he's just seeing how rad Adelaide is like yeah. for the first time or Radelaide as they say. Hey. Ironically. Adelaide's as they say. So. Um, yeah. Well, so, so the next ad then is the same bloke? Same bloke and his two mates. Ah. And he's showing them around Adelaide and they're all like look kind of bummed out. And at the end it says... Don't feel sad for old mates, mates. It's their own fault they didn't come to Adelaide sooner. Ah. So the song, The Boys Are Back in Town, boys are back implies in town. that the boys have previously been in town. Yeah, but only yeah. one of them has. Yeah, but it's on this case, the boys aren't back in town. No. The no. boys are, are in the town. the first time. Yeah. yeah. Bad choice of song. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting choice of ad. Yeah. I quite like the ads. Yeah, I yeah. get it. I like the old murder ads. Yeah, you would. I don't think I ever saw the murder ads. The murder ads do have someone riding a BMX in an art gallery. Yeah. That's a fun yeah. thing. Maybe because I was still living there. Uh, okay. Yeah, they don't to market it to you. You already know how much murder there is. You've not of. seen those ads. They were on TV like a year ago, very recently. No, nah, no. Nah. Kapunda. Kapunda, haunted, most haunted town in Australia. There is a lot of places in Kapunda that are haunted. The pub apparently has four ghosts at least. Greedy. The publican has talked about hearing voices in the ghost. Uh, voices in the hotel, rather, that say things like, you don't belong here, and other horrible shit. Like, it's not like a fun- Not a fun ghost. It's like a get out kind of ghost. Um, who is that supposed to be? Well, they don't know. The pub's like, there's been heaps of people in and out of the pub forever. Yeah. Mm. The pub at one point was a pub, mm -hmm. a meeting place, which mm -hmm. is kind of what a pub is, but like they mm -hmm. would have- community meetings and stuff there. Yep. It was a brothel for a while. Yep. And it also operated as the town morgue Okay, for quite a while. They have a cool room there. Yeah. You shouldn't have ghosts in a morgue, though. No one's dying in a morgue. No, a lot of dead. Yeah, but if there's there. spirit, yeah, it's the spirit, mm. spiritual home of the spirit. Uh, Maybe the ghost's been just percolating inside the body for a while yeah. and eventually comes out. I can see like, uh, like someone staying at the hotel. Mm. Maybe they're renting a room, they die. And then chuck them straight in the morgue downstairs. Yeah, but no, they're staying in. Let's say they're staying in a hotel room, and they die. And then suddenly, all of these other people are being led into their room. They're like, "You don't belong here. I paid for this room. Mm. Get out!" Possibly. I'm trying to sleep. I put up the "Do Not Disturb" sign. The uh, the there's a closed lolly shop in town, which is apparently also haunted. Okay. Don't How do they know it's haunted if it's closed? Well, it was haunted when it was a lolly shop. Okay. It's closed now. What sort of shenanigans did the lolly ghost get up to? I don't know. I'm assuming it was some sort of dead pedo. <laughs> um, the, local, the local courthouse. 
found a, there was a bit of, I think it might've also been one of those today, tonight kind of exposés mm. on Kapunda. Uh, the guy who owns the courthouse now won't go in it after dark. Right. Just because it's fucking too scary and noises and all that kind of shit. They did a really over-processed like night vision shots around the dark in there with the guy narrating. The old owner apparently also never went in there. But it's a real estate bargain there for someone, I'm sure. So what do they use it for now? Like a little cafe or something? Not empty building. Don't buy a building and then get too spooked by it. Or the courthouse cafe in Capunda, come on down. That's what he's done. He's been too spooked out by his own purchase. Mate, get some scones going on. Uh, for a steal. Uh, get a coffee machine. You don't even have to make good coffee. I can't imagine the coffee competition in Kapunda is very high. Nah. Just do pods. Just don't have it out the front. No, don't do, don't do pods. It's I'm just going to go out the back and uh, make you coffee professionally. No, don't do pods. Bad business advice from Ken. <laughs> anyway, the main thing in Kapunda I wanted to talk about is something that I have a little personal anecdote about. Mm. Sorry. He is rather ruffled up, isn't he? That's probably why my eyes are going berserk. Yeah. Um, so, in the, the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Nirvana at the top of the charts. Oh, it's not what was happening in the late 90s. No, that's way past, wasn't it? Bill Clinton. Yep. Just getting impeached, getting on the helicopter and riding out of, riding out of Saigon. The Humpty Doo poltergeist. Yep. Very active at this point still. Yep. And Mr. Saltmarsh. Inline hockey goalie. Hey. Yeah. So we were on a hockey trip. Inline hockey goalie, do you have skates? Yep. Cool. Yep. Skates, all the padding. Yeah. You basically have to wear ice hockey gear because it's, it's still a puck. Yeah, okay. It's still hard as fuck and yeah. it comes rocketing at you. So it's basically ice hockey goalie yeah. on rollerblades. And you had trips for this. Yeah, like we went. competitions. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, so while I, while I had while I had two inline hockey separate organisations. Yeah, right. You guys ever had little showdowns? No, nah, but we hated each other. It was yeah. a big rivalry. Were you in the good one? <laughs> yeah, I was in the best one, obviously, because I was. All right. Yeah. Let's say if we asked an objective person, what would they say? They would probably say <laughs> the other place was the better one because they <laughs> scored the skating rink for their home ground. Uh, what did you have? The haunted courthouse, probably. No, we had a big like uh, netball court. No, like you know, like it was like at a footy club, and they had a big open concrete slab thing where they had indoor basketball courts and stuff. Mm. So we had that. Okay, but the bad thing was, if all the people who come to watch just sat on benches along the side, there was no boards, mm. no protection. So people were just whoa, oh, lifting their feet up to not get smashed with pucks all the time. Come on, a puck in the gonads. The nineties, eh? Yeah. Bloody wild west it was. So we were in Adelaide for a hockey trip, and we were staying outside of Adelaide at one of my friend's auntie's house. Mm-hmm. In a place called Nuriupta. Nuriupta is right near Kapunda. So anyway, we were there at night because we're playing hockey in the day. Mm. And I think maybe his auntie had mentioned to us, oh, there's supposed to be some haunted place out out near Kapunda somewhere. I don't know what what it is, but like, why don't you just go, you know, we're like, fuck yeah, let's go. We're all like, you know, however old we were in that year. Mm. Don't even know. Let's go drive out there and try and find this place. So we're driving around in the dark for ages trying to find it. Nah, nah, nah. We found this big statue of like a miner and we're like, hey, it's one of the Australian big things. Mm. For our overseas listeners, we have a lot of big things in Australia. Like a big pineapple in a town, a big little uh, prawn in another Rocking town. horse. Big rocking horse. Big banana. Yeah. Big sheep. Big koala. Big cigar in Churchill, Victoria. Really? Yeah. There you go. In, is that a Winston Churchill thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, famous war criminal, yeah, Winston Churchill. 
famous cigarman. Mm. So we uh, went out driving around and we couldn't find it. It's just lots of different perspectives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we ended up just pulling in and going into a pub, local pub, a little <laughs> small town pub. And we were like, oh, excuse me. Were you of drinking age at this point? Uh, probably. Yeah. yeah, they're of driving age. We're of driving age. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's quite different in New Zealand, so. Right. It's 15 and then 18. You're allowed to drive at 15? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like unsupervised? Unsupervised. Mm, 16 unsupervised? Yeah, right. That's madness. 17 and a half here or something. It wasn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even let you in a car at the age you are now. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Anyway, we go to this pub and we're like, oh, does anyone know? Because uh, what we were looking for was an old reformatory yeah, where troubled young ladies would go. Mm. Yeah, you know what that means. I'm the cusp of womanhood. Yeah. Puberty booze. Yeah. So this uh, reformatory for wayward girls yeah. is what it was. That's all we knew about it. We went into this pub and we were like, oh, does anyone know where the, the old reformatory is? All these like old country town blokes at the bar – I like turned around to us and go, oh, you boys out looking for the old nasty nuns, are ya? <laughs> looking for the nasty nuns, going to go get spooked a bit, are ya? And they were like, ah, oh, it's like 5Ks out of town. Blah, blah, blah. They gave us some directions. So we were like, oh, must be a thing. The yeah. locals know all about it. Yeah. So we went out driving. I think we found where it was, but it was so far off the road. We tried shining torches and we could maybe see some bricks or something, but we were like, ah, fucking, we're not going to go traipsing across the bush to find this thing. Yeah, not in our fucking inline skates. No, I'm not going to jump a fence in my skates. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Can't skate on dirt. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so that that was it. Anyway, when I was looking up Kapunt, uh, ghost stuff, I was like, oh, come across this. I was like, fucking, I've been there. So I went well, and looked be, up. Been close to there. I've been close to there. <laughs> yeah. So I went and. Uh, did a bit of a look into it. So apparently, the back in the back in the day mm. when they had reformeries, reformatories being run by nuns and priests, mm. uh, there was a nun, uh, sorry, a priest who was described as mad and torturous, who looked after the girls there. And this mad, torturous priest apparently knocked up one of the young troubled girls. Mm. And forced her to have an abortion. During this forced abortion, she died. Mm. And the priest was like, oh, no. Mm. Uh, let's just go bury her outside in an unmarked grave. Yeah, don't worry about doing that properly. Yeah. Mm. Just let's just forget this ever happened. So they, he did that, buried her, went on running the reformatory. Apparently, word. Sorry, Robbo. Uh, I guess Robbo's got something to say. Go. Look. I just don't oh. think he's the right man for the job Hot of running the reformatory. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, it was believed that the church decided to cover this whole thing up because word got out. The the church did this. The church. This seems unlikely. Apparently the church was like. You know they're super into God, right? Really? Yeah. yeah. So they wouldn't. No. You got to be honest. Yeah. One of, isn't one of the things don't lie? Yeah. <laughs> don't murder. Don't isn't knock, knock up a child. Don't kill. Get them pregnant. Bury their body in a backyard. Not supposed to do that. Yeah. No. Okay. So the church, well. So there's been some sort of bureaucratic bungling here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the church shut the place down. Yeah. As part of their cover up. And the priest was basically told, you can fuck off. Mm. To another parish. No, no. With a good reference. No, no. Apparently not. Okay. Well. 
the priest continued to live in the little building, the outbuilding at the closed down reformatory until he died of starvation. So this is one of those free rent fuck offs. Yeah. That's uh okay, that's pretty grim. Yeah. Lived there till he died of starvation. Of starvation, yeah. Now the cemetery of the reformatory, which is down a little path, is supposedly haunted now by the girl who was mm. murdered or buried by the priest. People who go visit the cemetery at night see her walking along with a lantern. Classic, mm. classic spook. Yeah. Um, and it all ties back to, you know, this apparently a lot of other horrific shit went on at this place by this nasty priest and the, and the nuns. Um, in 2002, a documentary was made called Kapunda, Australia's Most Haunted Town, that had a big part, had a big uh, part of it was about the, the reformatory, mm. which is where all of this story about the priest and all that comes from, which is, was apparently complete bullshit made up by the TV show. So you sucked us into that whole thing. Well, I've sucked you into their account of the thing. Yeah. But here's the thing. I visited there years before the TV show. Oh. And the locals were like, yeah, going to go out to the old haunted bloody place. Yeah. See the nasty nuns. See the nasty nuns. So the place is, was haunted. It had, mm. a, well, it had a haunted reputation. Had a haunted reputation. Mm. TV show went there, said, this is haunted. Made up this massive story about the priest fucking the girl and burying a dead body and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Now- Apparently that's that was not completely true, but it was a bit dodgy. The the place, yeah, yeah. and they had I think four priests in five years. Yeah, that's some dodgy priesting right there. Rocked up, oh yeah. Mm. But they weren't like they didn't arrive, do something dodgy, and then get fucked off to another parish. The priests were arriving and then dying not long after they arrived. Oh, oh, (laughs) it's like a priest death machine, basically. That's fine. That's fine, I guess. Except for the last one who was like the last straw for the church. Yeah. They yeah. closed it down. And um, uh, I'm really looking to seeing a priest death machine at the Tote New Year show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the priest, that old priest did die there. Yeah. But he, and he did die of starvation there. Okay. But it was because he just went senile, couldn't feed himself. No one was looking after him. And then he was just like, he just died. So can we visit this reformatory today? Well, here's the thing, right? I, look, you're Kapunda, right? You're a little shitty town. Well, no, you're a little town in South Australia. I won't call it shitty because it's probably lovely. You're a little town in South Australia. You probably don't have heaps going for you. Mm. So, but you have got this little haunted place. Mm. And in 2002, a TV show comes to your area and does a big program on like how haunted your town is and how haunted this reformatory is. Would you be not be thinking fucking tourism dollars? Let's yep. make some shirts. Let's get some t-shirts, some fridge magnets. Yeah, let's make some dodgy priest t-shirts. Let's do the uh, let's do what Snowtown did. Yeah, get some little magnets that say "I went to Snowtown and survived" with some pictures of little barrels on it. Really, they do that. Yep. Well, they did okay. back in the day. I don't know if they still do. Do you reckon the Snowtown Chamber of Commerce is on board with that one, yeah, or yeah, probably it's just the magnet people? When I got, I had used to have one somewhere. It looked like someone had printed something out on their inkjet printer and stuck it on a magnet. <laughs> it was very DIY. Um, so the after the show went to air, the locals basically found that almost every day. 80 to 90 people were coming to like go trek through the cemetery mm. out to the reformatory. 
people were just flooding in. Yeah, people buying sausage rolls, yep. strawberry big M's, few nut be- blocks. A few beers at the pub. Yeah. Frog cake. Sneaky green frog. There you go. Yep. Uh, uh, knock off all the Coopers at the end yep. of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, some West End. Get some West End exports oh, yep. down here. Yep. yep. Farmers Union. Ice coffee. Yep. yep. A couple of bloody oak eggnogs. Little sneaky eggy. Uh, no, they were like, what the fuck is going on? We don't want this tour. We don't want this. So the locals went and tore the old reformery ruins to the ground. Right. We've got a good thing going in this pub. We drink beer and we talk about racist things, no doubt. (laughs) Uh, The last thing we want is annoying paranormal hunters coming in and being like, oh, I saw an orb. Yeah. So they went, if you drive through South Australia, through the the hills out in the rural, rural areas, there are a lot of places where you come across old building ruins and it's gorgeous like mm. rolling hills with like these stone building left like remnants and stuff it's really really nice so they had this in their town attached to a surefire way to get people into the town because it haunted mm. and they just tore it down it's not there anymore you go on google earth satellite you can see like the where the foundations once were yeah yeah wiped from the earth you could have been yeah had you hopped a fence you could have been some of the last people to see it. Yeah. Ma- and Kapunda, you could have been the next Snowtown. Did you... Cards, right? <laughs> How did you go on the hockey that the next day? Uh, well, we didn't win. Did tuck it out from nocturnal excursions? Yeah. Mm. We didn't lose, though. I think we come like second or third overall. Okay. Oh, and the tawny. Good. Yeah. Good work. Uh, it's a bloody fucking... There was a shootout at the end of one of our games. Oh, no. Yeah. Just off the puck? Uh, if you didn't, I, I, don't worry. Yeah, four. I stopped four out of five shots. That's, oh, pretty, yeah, good. that's pretty good. But the one that they got in was, was the one that won them the game. Okay. Nah, it's not so good. No. You needed to be going up better than 80%. Yeah. I did cop a puck in the side of the neck, which oh. was... Good thing. Nowadays, after what happened to that cricketman, mm. I'm thanking my lucky stars. Good thing you don't wear uh, starchy collars. Yeah. yeah. That, that would have really infected you. Carbuncles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, a carbuncle, I, I don't, don't know, know what, what that is. is. It's just an old-timey word a for a like a saw, right? Yeah. That's Kapunda. It's good. I enjoyed that. The uh, old reformatory of the Nasty Nuns. The, ce- the cemetery's still there. Mm-hmm. And I'm tomorrow, I'm driving to South Australia mm-hmm. for Christmas. So I'm going to be driving from Melbourne to Adelaide tomorrow. And then on Saturday, I'm going to be driving from Adelaide to Wyala. Mm-hmm. So on Saturday, I'm going to drive to Kapunda. I'm going to drive to Wyala via Kapunda, scrape out the cemetery, see if I can see where the reformatory was. Because now I've, I've bullseyed it on Google Maps. Mm. So we didn't have Google satellite maps back then. We could have just gone, it's right there. Yeah. Um, but I know where it is. So I'm going to go past there, drive through Kapunda, see if it looks spooky. Mm. See what they're doing off the courthouse. Maybe we can chip in. Yeah. Yeah, report back in 2020. And then I'm going to drive... Uh, the back way to Wyala, so I'm going to go through all the old old towns. Hmm. Um, I'm going to go through Borough. Oh, yeah. Just outside of Borough is where the Midnight Oil House is from their album cover. Oh, yeah. Their album cover with the old homestead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just outside of Borough. And good times. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cam, do you have other ghost stories? Oh, uh, yeah. Nothing. Have you guys ever had a ghost encounter or anything spooky like that? Well, so my, my ghost encounter... Is the most haunted classroom in all of Warragul Primary School. Mm, stiff competition. Yeah. Uh, 
How many classrooms are there in Probably Warrigal? the most haunted classroom in all of Warrigal. Yeah. Uh, it was because when I was in grade two, I was in a 2-5 composite class. Mm-hmm. And so- two, Grade two and grade five. Together, yep. That's a fucking big gap, isn't it? It is. It was a bit of a weird one. Mm, that is a weird one. And I think as a result, we were put Dumb. in a weird little shack. Oh. So it was the school I went to was like one of those classic old Victorian, I don't know about Victorian, whatever the fuck old oh. old is in Australia, old brick, yeah, it's big schools like huge with a uh, bell tower and shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there was this weird little shack off to the side, <laughs> like not a um not like a demountable, you know you get demountables these days and they whack them up on some sticks, and they call it a classroom. I don't do you know. know. Do you know what a demountable is? It's like a building you can move around. Like a prefab. Yeah, prefab, temporary classroom. Mm. But they turn them into permanent classrooms. Mm. This was like an actual old, weird old shack on the primary school premises. (laughs) And uh, it was supposed to be haunted. Whoa. And you had class in there. Yeah, I had class in there. Well, people seen driving past at night. I don't know why they were going past the school at night, but the grade five kids told us they seen glowing red eyes coming through the window. Whoa. And also they told us. In the little storeroom out the back, stuff would move around. Mm. They're like, hey, little grade two kids, there's stuff moving around in the back back room. So my Paranormal Investigation Society, the Pipsqueak Gang, mm-hmm. uh, we went against the rules, which were you don't go into the classroom during recess or play lunch as we called it. Yeah. Uh, we broke in and we checked out. How did you break in? We just went through the door. Okay. You're, you're pumping up the pipsqueak gang here. Yeah. But then we went into, this was just me, by the way, went into the storeroom. Yeah. Called out, are there any spirits here? Show yourselves. Crap in me dax, mind you. Yeah. Brave uh, boy. No response. And you know what we concluded? These fucking grade five kids are fucking with us. Oh. They're pulling our chains. They fuck with the pipsqueak gang. Grade yeah. five, more like grade fib. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. I have a couple of things. Yeah. Yeah. School camp, grade five or six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We went to a place in South Australia near near a town called Crystal Brook, a place called Bowman Park, which was like a wildlife little area, wildlife park, conservation area where you could go on school camps and stuff like that. And when we were there, there was stories of there was this there was the building where all the bunks and stuff were where the kids stayed. Then up the top of the hill, there was a house where all the teachers stayed. And <laughs> a couple of times, like, some kids walked up the hill to talk to the teachers. And the teachers were just up there fucking partying, getting smashed. It's pretty funny. But uh, one of the buildings there had nothing in it. It was just an old store storeroom. Hmm. But um, in hindsight, I'm pretty sure it was just someone who worked on the grounds fucking with everyone. But there was like a thing where if you went up to the the closed old door, there was a window on it. You look in the window and it was like a corridor that went off into the building. Mm. And there was a chair at one end of the corridor. And it was like, oh, there's a chair down there. Come back a bit later, look in there again. The chair's like right up at the Whoa. near the door. And it kept changing where the chair, every time you look in there, the chair was somewhere different. And it was like an old locked up abandoned building. Mm. So we were all like fucking terrified that there was some sort of ghost going on. But yeah, now in hindsight, I'm probably it was probably just someone who worked there going, "Oh, the kitties are here. Let's move the chair around again." Mm. <laughs> Get the whole ghost story going. Anyway, the actual weird spooky thing that happened to me was when I was living in Queensland. I lived with a friend, and 
Well, there's this two-story house in a suburb called Sunnybank, 12 Ravenella Street. What's up? Uh, Shout out, Sunnybank. Is that in the valley? A lot of valleys there. Okay. But it's but not in, in the, the valley. valley. Okay, not the valley. We were at the top of a hill. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to phone parties in the valley? No, no, no. We uh, <laughs> uh, lived in this house and there was a couple of times where my friend was not in his room. There was no one in sort of that side of the house. But as I would walk past the corridor that led down to the bedrooms, out of the corner of my eye, I was sure I would see someone just walk around the corner, mm. like just disappear out of view. And it happened a number of times, like just as I was about to go into the kitchen, I'm like, oh, oh no, you're in there. Like it was, it was weird. Like it looked like someone was going in the corner. Anyway, one night I got up to have a visit to the boys' room. Mm-hmm. One or two? Just one. Mm-hmm. Slash. Mm-hmm. Went into the, the – and the toilet was uh, next to my friend's bedroom. So the wall – there was like the toilet, the wall to your right, and then his bedroom was just there. I went in there and I'm like oh. – Seems like he had a good deal. Hey? He had a better he deal. He was quite close to it, yeah. But, I mean, he would have had to hear Salty taking a piss. Yeah, yeah. so, again, yeah, he's got a good deal. <laughs> Anyway, one night I was in there doing my business and I thought, what is what is that? And from through the wall into his room, I could hear like a woman talking. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's weird. Because if you knew my friend, there were no ladies in his room. Right. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Just uh, homosexual or just not good at ladies? Uh, he was homosexual. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know what you were saying, so I clarified. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, so I'm like, could it not have just been an effeminate man? Uh, or no, is he also a failed homosexual? <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, so I was like, that's oh, weird. Anyway, went back to bed. The next day, my friend's like, fuck, I had this really weird thing happen last night. I was like, what? And he goes, I woke up in the middle of the night. And he's like, there was like, I could see a woman sitting on my bed, like talking to me. But like, I couldn't hear anything she was saying. I was like, are you fucking, are you fucking with me? Because mm. we figured out it must have been around the same time of the night. And so he had, he could see a woman in his room talking at him, mm. making no sound. And I was in the next room hearing a woman talking. Mm. Did you do any research to find out if yeah. a woman died in that room? Nah, we had shit. The owners were shit. They wouldn't, they were just fuckheads. But like, you, why were they fucked? They wouldn't fix things. Yeah, they wouldn't fix things. They kept they drive past slowly and look at the house and then call us and go, "You haven't mowed the lawns, right?" Yeah, it's like you and just can go fuck yourself. You haven't been disturbing the, the graves, have you? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was that was really spooky. Mm, that is a little bit spooky. That's spooky. Mm. Yeah, I don't have anything spooky. No. Mm. I also caught people trying to break into that house twice while I was home. Yeah, Fucking crime ridden area. Stay out. Yeah, wait till you. Wait till you go out to a metal gig. Yeah. You'll be out all night. Yeah. Sneaking then. Watching TV in one night with the balcony open because it's bloody Queensland. It's warm. Mm. Dry heat. Yeah. It's a very dry heat. Hear this really quiet knocking on the door downstairs. I'm like, it's weird. Why are you knocking so quietly, you dickheads? So I went out into the balcony and leaned over because the front door was under the balcony. Mm. And I could see like <laughs> four or five dudes down by the where the door was and I was like you're right and they all kind of startled and hid under the <laughs> alcove 
where the door was. Yeah. I was like, can I help you? And then they all just like beelined across the grass off the property and one of them shouted out, sorry, we're looking for another house. They all had like empty fucking sports bags over their shoulders. <laughs> Why were they knocking so quietly? I guess they were knocking because they thought, we'll knock. And then if- If that's going to rouse there, anyone. If there's anyone downstairs, they'll come to the door, mm. not realizing that I was upstairs and I could still hear them. No, but if, you, like, if you're knocking to check if anyone's home, just do a normal knock. No, but if you do it quietly, like, okay, we can get away with this much sound. Yeah. When we sneak and, the, and we know there's no one downstairs, so we can if we break in, we can fucking ransack right. downstairs and then piss but off. They weren't relying on the dry heat causing the balcony window to be open. No. Um, was the grass cut uh, when they were running? Uh, yeah, I think it was fine. Because mm. that would have slowed them down. Yeah. yeah. You potentially tripped them up. Yeah, and then I could have fucking jumped Superman off the balcony <laughs> and smashed them. Yeah. But then another night, some dude was just at one of the windows near the side. Me and my friend were in the room. We had the computer in. And we had the lights out because we were looking at watching a TV show or something. <laughs> watching, yeah, watching porn. And I looked out the window and this guy's like, what if I watch with you boys? Trying to like open this side window. We're like, what are you doing? Oh, does, does Jim live here? Nah. Oh, I used to. Oh, sorry. And then you talk off. It's like, you fucking useless, dumb thieves. <laughs> anyway, they're not ghost stories. You can cut all that. Uh, I, I feel like let's wrap it up. Yeah, just I feel like am I stereotypes about areas in Australia not correct? Like if I say Fortitude Valley has foam parties, does that make sense to anyone, or is that just because one time I heard something about a foam party in the Fortitude Valley? No, the Fortitude Valley is, there's a lot of cool bars and stuff. It's like there. the party district of yeah. Brisbane. Yeah. yeah. So when I say foam parties in the valley, yeah. that's a, a relatable reference. I don't know, foam parties. Yeah, that seems <laughs> really specific. Yeah. Okay. Like to maybe one era of. If you were like, oh, did you go get completely maggot in Fortitude Valley and throw up all over the street and like. Get in a fight and get stabbed. Fucking- yeah, go to, a, go to a bloody DJ in the valley. Yeah. And just yeah. get very foamy. Foamy old DJ. Go down, Ricks. Let's yeah. go to Ricks. Hey, Rickos. All right. Uh, shall we wrap it up then? Yeah, we yeah. can wrap this up. That's uh, it. No, we're going to do one more. Yeah, do we, don't we tell people about the Christmas show? We yeah, just we're bring gonna, it on. do a little Christmas show. Well, let's just I think I told him earlier. Yeah. We're doing a little Christmas show. A little Christmas show on Christmas. So that'll be a little present for you. When rap. you're sitting there and you're like, oh. Couldn't eat another thing. Yeah. Couldn't have another bite of pudding. Couldn't stand another second with these fucking people. Go. Then put, turn, turn the podcast off. Go, yeah. go say hi to your family. <laughs> nah, go put your little ear, earbuds in and uh, just, I don't know, it might not be any good. We haven't, we haven't done it yet. We'll, It'll be great. We'll we're, uh, we're good. Yeah. Well, that's something for you to do on Christmas Day. Um, also, Ale of a Time podcast is where you can find me, com, and we've got a Christmas episode with a little Christmas, a little Chrissy announcement for 2020. Uh, a few changes at Ale of a Time HQ. Are you getting rid of Dave? Fuck, I tried. I don't, I don't know if Dave listens to this. If, if he doesn't, it sounds like I'm being mean to Dave. Yeah, I thought 2019 <laughs> was the year of being us, our mates. What's 2020 going to be the year of? Year of dogging your mates kicking off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Should we try being nice to our mates again in 2019? Because we didn't 2020? Really, in 2020, we didn't really pull it off in 2019. I did a really good job. I feel like you didn't. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, be nice to your mates and maybe expand that circle. A little teaser of what's happening in Isle of a Time. Um, I'll just say I didn't watch any fucking TikToks in 2019. Like no compilations. Really? Yeah, I smashed my news resolution. TikTok was not over yet. 
You're going to have a few wines at the office Christmas party. Oh, someone's going to go, hey, look at this. Look at this funny video. Boom. Like the I've seen. Reactions are going to be dull. I've seen a couple of individual TikToks. Okay. But I'd, I'd stopped watching the TikTok compilations. Yeah. And that's why I don't know what the youth are into. Um, they're into talking about Uyghurs while doing makeup tutorials. Now. Yeah. Salty, uh, sorry, alavatime.com at alavatime everywhere else. Uh, you can get me at Saltmarsh on Instagram and Twitter. You can get me at Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration on Facebook. Check out Tohada on Patreon. We've got an album coming out in early in the new year sometime. Uh, Sick album cover. Thank you. A little bit of Pizzagate gear for people. I don't think it's supposed to be Pizzagate A little bit of Pizzagate gear. <laughs> uh, which will be hopefully available on compact disc, long playing record, and cassette tape. Mm. All right. Cassettes. Uh, you can get pop me- that vaporwave tape out, <laughs> pop in some metal. You can get me at Sexenheimer on Twitter. Gather around me for my other podcast. You can hear our latest ep where we talk about Dr. Sleep. But we should be doing another ep before the end of the you year. said this like two months ago. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, look, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a process. Okay. 2019, year of being nice to your mates. <laughs> so, uh, fuck that. 2020 is a year of being nice to your mates. 2019, I'll just write off. Yeah, yeah. You're, right. you're a piece of shit. Yeah, fuck you guys. Whoa, no. (laughs) Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. I said don't worry about a thing. Except maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains mind-altering drugs. Whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia I said don't worry about a thing I accept you can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever Don't worry about a thing Except not only did Bush do 9-11 but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51 which Let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing. Except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see that. Why don't you...